Amen. Well, the Lord is good. Amen. Before I begin my message this morning, I want to talk a little bit about what I've been talking about for the purpose of bringing up a prayer request. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we began a series uh, about preparing your life and family for the end of days. Everyone say end of days. Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus, what are the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? They said, when will these things be? And what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And he began to talk about troubled times that he called the beginning of sorrows. And if you look at today's newspaper and you look about what's going on in the, around the world, you know that we are living in the last days, according biblically as well as just historically seeing what's going on. And you compare Matthew 24 to today's newspaper And you'll know we are in the end of days and we're in the beginning of sorrows. And then Jesus said, they will bring you and kill you for your faith. And I always used to think about that and I thought that could never happen. I just can't see that happening. And Just a time and a place when I would not be here. But on Friday, which was Good Friday, we call it Good Friday in Kenya, 140-something Believers, young believers lost their life because they belonged to Jesus. In a region called Garissa, everyone say Garissa. We have a church on the rock church in Garissa that ministered to a lot of these college kids. And this morning, they're ahead of us. They had Easter Sunday service with armed guards all around their church facility to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord and at the same time grieve the loss of these loved ones that lost their lives. You see, we do live in the last days. And there there is trouble and trauma and tribulation in the world. And today, a Church on the Rock church pastor is grieving the loss of of many of his flock, families in danger of their lives. And I think it would honor God today before we did anything else if we would stand together one more time and take hands all across this room. You may not know those whose hands you hold, but listen, you don't know those college kids, but they lost their lives because they confessed that they're Christians. And Today, I want to pray for our sister church in Garissa, Kenya. Pray for, I, his, I, I know his name, but we're just going to call him Pastor Jay with a J. Let's pray for him and pr- pray for this church family. Let's pray God would have mercy on the church there in Kenya. God would have mercy on us. Father, today as we stand today and celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, God, we know that there is trouble in the land, that we do live in the last days. And you said that in the last days that that persecution would arise and, and, and people would lose their life for the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, it has come close to home. Lord, our very own Church on the Rock family in Kenya has been hurt and harmed and many lost their lives because of what uh, is going on there. We pray, number one, for that church family, that you would comfort them and help them. And you would help Pastor Jay today as he endeavors to pick up the pieces and, and, and put back to, together and heal the hurts and the, and the hearts of those who are grieving today. And we pray for every family that has been touched by this tragedy on Friday. We pray, God, you would have mercy on them. And, and Lord, we know that these young believers have a special place.
in heaven because of their losing their life for the confession that Jesus Christ is the Lord and the leader of their life. Lord, we thank you for that, but we pray for those who are grieving their loss. We pray, God, mercy and grace to come and help them in time of need. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated today. And as you're seated, I want you to turn to three places or scroll to three places. I don't know how you do that if you've got a phone. See, there, that, I'm, I'm not a, I can't do it myself very well, but if you can go to three chapters in your, in your uh, Bible, in your uh, phone or your laptop or whatever you have, go to 1 Corinthians 15, Matthew 28 and Romans 10. We're going to talk about the good news about Easter. How many of you know Easter has got some great news to it? In fact, even in the middle, in the middle of bad news, the, the message of Easter overwhelms the bad news. How many of you know God's good news always overwhelms the bad news? And we're living in a world, as I've said already, that has come very close to home and and, and, the, and the bad news is all around, but I've got some good news. Everybody smile now, look at your neighbor and say, uh, Easter's got a message of good news. And I want everyone to listen carefully. We won't be here long unless you, I think you're not listening to me. You see, I'm a little insecure. And if I think you're not listening to me, to me I, I, I repeat myself over and over until I think you got it. And that could be dangerous. So the way you can move this along today and we can get uh, on with our day is if you like anything, you say, even if you don't, just say amen every once in a while. And if you're not a big boisterous person, if, you, if something about you just, oh, you know, I believe you should be, you know, reverent and quiet in church with just smile and nod. All right. And I do have my glasses. I can see. And if you're not smiling and nodding or saying amen or praise the Lord, then I'll think you didn't understand. And what do I do? I just, I just keep repeating myself. So how many of you want to move this along this morning? Amen. 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 You can smile and nod and say amen and everything at the same time. But today I want to read you the good news. There's some good news, some glorious good news in 1 Corinthians 15. And I, and I, I hesitate, but I can't help it. I'm going to read at least 20 verses. So you follow along with me. And let's just see the good news about Easter. 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preach to you. Everyone say gospel. That means good news. Everybody say good news. He said, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. That's what I'm doing this morning. Which also you received. I pray that's what you do this morning. And in which you stand. By which also you are what? Saved. The gospel has saving grace. If you hold fast the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. Now listen very carefully. Verse 3 and 4 says this. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. That Christ died for our sins. See, I told you, if you heard anything you like, you, you probably should say amen. How many of you know you're a natural born sinner? All the natural born sinners say, oh me. We're natural born sinners. We're born in sin. All we like sheep have gone astray. All of us have turned our own way and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. And he says... For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. You see, even the Old Testament is prophetic, gives a prophetic insight to the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
And he says and he, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Everybody say, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. I want to say a special thanks to our worship team today. Didn't they not lead us right into the presence of Jesus and then also give us a great picture of the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus today? Thank you so much. It says, and he was seen by Cephas and then by the twelve. In other words, they were eyewitnesses. And after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. That means they've died. After he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. How many of you thank God for his grace? Because, of, hey, if it wasn't for his grace, we'd be in a mess, amen? Look at, look at your neighbor and kind of look at him and say, boy, if it hadn't been for his grace, you'd be in a pickle today. We all would be in a pickle, and that's what Paul said. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Therefore, whether it, it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. Now, here we're back to the resurrection. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some say among you or say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is empty. Yet we are found false witnesses. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified that God, that, that God testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. Now stop right there and look up at me. If Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, we're just playing a big game here today. Some religious game. But I want you to know about the resurrection. It, it is the core message of the gospel. That he rose again the third day. He says in verse 18, Then also those who have fallen asleep or have died in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're of all men most pitiable or miserable. But verse 20, But now Christ is risen from the dead. Somebody say amen. The reality of the resurrection is all around us. And today I want you to know as we talk about the good news of the gospel, that even in the middle of troubled times, the gospel supersedes and overwhelms all the bad news. You see today, understand something about last Friday, when our brothers and sisters, our Church on the Rock extended family in Garissa, Kenya, many of them lost their lives in a hail of gunfire, in a troubled trauma, traumatic moment. When they slipped from this life, they stepped into eternity with Christ. And that, my friend, is good news. That's how the gospel overwhelms all the bad news of this world. I'm telling you today, if, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're in serious trouble. But I came to tell you, somebody say amen. I came to tell you he's risen from the dead, just like he said. Mohammed's still in his grave. Buddha's still in his grave. Every religious leader who has died, they're still in their grave. But Jesus Christ came forth as the resurrected Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And today we celebrate. You see, Easter is not about eggs and bunnies. Somebody say amen. It's about the gospel. It's about verse 3 and 4. 
that says, For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scripture. Man, everybody needs to know the Gospel. In fact, it, sadly in church, I need some guys. Jim, uh, Jim, come here quick. Ryan, come here quick. Here's some little memory verses of these. I want you to just throw them around. So make sure, if you, if you want those two verses as a little memory verse, lift your hand right now as they pass them out. Everybody needs to memorize first. Uh, three and four. It's the core message of the gospel. It's the good news. Everybody say the gospel's good news. Man, I'm telling you today, we thank God for the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the good news that overwhelms every bit of bad news. Now, turn to Matthew 28. I wanted, I wanted to read this to you as well. As I get closer to what I want to share with you about the gospel, I want to lay a foundation. This is a wonderful story. It's not, it's not just a story. It's his story. Everyone say his story. It's history. It's his story. Chapter 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day, the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. And came and rolled back the stone from the door, and he sat on it. Get the picture. You see that? And here comes Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. It says, His countenance was like lightning and His clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of Him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for He is risen, just as He said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. You see, Easter Sunday ought to be a day of great joy. Amen. And they ran with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Did you know these first two little ladies, these first two Marys, were the first gospel preachers? God, for some reason, and I think it interesting that God chose these young ladies or these ladies to reveal be the first eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, this, this in, in itself alone is a great uh, biblical proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ because understand something about, about governance in that day. Did you know women were not considered credible witnesses in any sense of the word in Jesus' day? They didn't, you, you couldn't bring a woman to a trial and have her testify. Just we don't, how many of you women thank God we, we've come a long way since then? All the women say, Amen. So now think about this. If you were fabricating a story about the resurrection of Jesus Christ in Jesus' day, you certainly wouldn't pick women to be your first eyewitnesses. That would not be credible. That would not be considered credible. And from my perspective, it just brings great credibility to the validity of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is not here, the angel said. He is risen from the dead just as he said. You see, that's the good news of Easter. He's risen from the dead, 
Just as he said, it's the cornerstone of the gospel. And as we read in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17 and 18, if Christ is not risen, our faith is futile and we're still in our sins. But Christ is risen from the dead. That's glorious good news. That he rose from the dead. You see, I thank God for Calvary. I thank God that he paid a price for me, that he paid for my sins with his own blood. But I also thank God that he rose again the third day so I too could have newness of life. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ is good news. And I want to share some simple insight with you today about the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And I hope today as you're listening to me, you see Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 15 said, he said, I preach the gospel. In fact, it says this about Jesus in the gospels. He went about in, in many different cities and towns preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. That preaching means proclaiming and sharing, sharing the glorious good news that Jesus Christ is real. We've got the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's a glorious good news. And this morning, I want to share the first thing. You need to understand this. Look at your neighbor and say, you better listen to this. You better listen to this. The resurrection gospel, the, the good news about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the resurrection gospel, is that it is this. It is a message of the heart. You see, the gospel is not about religion. Religion seems to kill, but a relationship with Jesus Christ brings life. And when you look to the gospel and you look to the word of God, you'll find that the gospel, the good news, again, let me just back up. What is the gospel? We just read it a few moments ago. Some of you have it on a card that Jesus Christ came and he died for our sins, that he was buried in a borrowed tomb. He paid for us with his own blood. And three days later, he rose again, just as he said, that is the gospel. And it's a message of the heart. Now turn to Romans chapter 10. Let me show you this. Romans chapter 10, if hey, flip there, scroll there. Romans 10, Paul the Apostle brings this re revelation to the forefront uh, about the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says this in chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our what? Let me just, how many of you, let me just pause here for a moment. Because maybe some of you think when you start talking about the heart, yeah, I don't know. How many of you, there's some things you just know right here? You just know it. Let me tell you something. I know I love my wife right here. Amen. I know I love my kids. I know it right in my heart of hearts. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Because Paul said this about the gospel. He said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus or Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, what do you have to believe? That God raised him from the dead. In other words, you got to believe in the message of Easter. You got to believe that Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead. That this is not a fairy tale. This is his story. This is history. This is a historical fact. Jesus Christ really did rise from the dead. And you've got to believe that in your heart. It's a message of the heart. It's not a message of the head. Some of you, let me just say right now, some of you here, I done gone to preaching, but I think that's what I'm supposed to do here this morning, if I'm not mistaken. It's, uh, some of you, you got it right here. You, you, uh, that's why you're here today. Uh, Easter Sunday, he rose from the dead. I got to go to church. That's what it's all. Plus, they're giving kids candy. Bless God. Hallelujah. And mama's cooking roast. Whoop. It's a great day. And you got, you're just a surface knowledge. But I'm telling you something. The truth of the gospel, if you want to be saved, 
If you want to be like Paul said in that 1 Corinthians passage, you received it. Now, uh, there's some things we receive just superficially, but there's some things we can receive that changes our life. He, he told the Corinthians, you received it. I shared it, and you received it, and you're standing in it. That's what we're talking It's a message of the heart. He said this, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be what? That's good news. And then he goes on to say, for with the what? Come on, say it out loud. For with the One believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, this glorious good news is a message of the heart. It's a relational message. Now the problem is, is that humanity, because of sin, they were cut off from relationship with God, right? That's why Jesus came, to get us back in right relationship with God. In fact, uh, Isaiah says this, I think I quoted it earlier. All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to their own way, and the Lord laid on him, that is Jesus. Now, this is an Old Testament prophecy of the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And the Lord laid on him, that is Jesus, the iniquity of us all. You see, the cross was what dealt with the sin problem, so we could come back in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, the message of the gospel cuts right to the heart. And the problem is, is humanity has serious heart trouble. Heart trouble. We've got issues. We've got trouble in our hearts. In fact, just quickly, let me give you some bullet, bullet points about, about the, uh, the condition of the heart. Matthew 15, 19, Jesus said this, uh, the, the, we have evil hearts. Did you, I already said this, but we're all born natural born sinners. But Jesus said we got evil hearts. Let me tell you, the people who killed our brothers and sisters in Carissa on Friday, they got evil hearts. But the Bible also says if we think bad things, we're no better than they. And we've got evil in our hearts as well. Humanity has heart trouble. You may be here today and you've got heart trouble. Nobody's ever ever talked to you about the, the reality that, that Jesus died for your sins. He can help you with your heart trouble. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 35, the problem with the human heart, it's unforgiving. We've got unforgiving hearts. How many of you know unforgiveness is a bitterness that just keeps getting worse and worse? And let me just say, is there anybody here that's been affected by the unforgiveness of others in your life? It is rampant. Hey, the humanity has heart trouble. We've got evil hearts, unforgiving forgiving hearts. In fact, Jesus in Mark 16, talking to the church, if you will, talking to his disciples, he said, you have a hard heart. Let me just jump off in the middle of it just for a moment. You you know, there's all kinds of people here this morning, and there are some people here that you've had a hard heart when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, some people, some maybe whoever got you here today had to do a little twisting or, you know, to get you, you know, uh, and, and, but you're here today. And, but let me just say, the Bible says that if we're not careful, we'll get a hard heart and it'll be hard for the gospel of Jesus Christ to make a difference in our life. But I'm telling you, Jesus 
wants to break our hearts and then heal our hearts. Luke 24, he said this, you've got a slowness, slowness of a heart to believe. Somebody here going, I don't know about that preacher. You just got, hey, I'm not sure about that. Listen, one day if you're not careful, your heart will be so slow in believing that Jesus Christ will come again and you will miss your moment. You see, the problem with humanity and the problem with the world is that our hearts are evil. Our hearts have a tendency to not be forgiving. We have a tendency to get a hard heart and, and, and we're slow of heart to believe. And then Paul came up in Ephesians 4. He said, you've got a blind heart. Your heart, did you know your heart ought to be able to see things? Man, when I, you know, it's called discernment. When people really are talking to you from the heart, something on the inside says, man, this person is sincere. This person is real. Paul said, your eyes are blind. Your spiritual seeing in your heart is blind. But again, the gospel, which is what? Somebody say it's good news. The glorious good news of the gospel, even in the face of humanity, who are natural born sinners with evil hearts, unforgiving hearts, and hard hearts, and slow hearts, and blind hearts, Jesus stepped up to the plate in Luke chapter 4, his first recorded uh, public address, if you will. Luke chapter 4, he opened Isaiah, and he began to quote, and he said, I have the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he said this, because he has called me to bring healing to the broken heart. You see the good news. Give me neighbor one of these says this, this is good news right here. Because if the gospel is a message of the heart, you've got to come to the place where you realize Jesus Christ came and he lived a sinless life. He paid for sin that he did not commit and he shed his blood so you, you and I could come back into right relationship with him and we can invite, we've, oh, what do we have to do? We've got to confess him as our Lord and believe in our that God raised him from the dead and we shall be saved. You can believe he rose from the dead from here and you'll go straight to hell. But if you realize, man, I've got to give him my life and confess him as the Lord and the leader of my life, he'll come into your heart and he'll begin to heal you up. He'll fix you. He's the healer of the heart. That's good news. So let me say it to you in a simpler way today. Let's talk about finding healing for the power of the gospel. The gospel is powerful in your heart. All of our hearts need the healing of God. And I, I've already said it, but I'm going to put it on uh, up here so you can see it. Uh, listen, how, how do you find healing uh, through the power of the gospel? you got to hear the message from the heart. Today, if you're not a Christian, you need to hear what I'm saying from your heart. You need, to, you need to open up from your ears down into your heart. You need to say, I'm going to listen up here. I'm not going to let the world speak into my life. Listen, the world will get into your heart. It'll mess you up. It'll take you places you don't want to go and do things you didn't want to do and make you stay longer places than you ever wanted to stay. I'm telling you, you better listen up here. You better open up. We all need to open up our ears to hear what God is really saying. And we've got to hear from our heart and just say, Oh God, I want to open my heart to hear what you're saying today. In fact, Romans 10, 14, it says this, How shall they call on Him, big H, speaking of Jesus, in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Everybody say, you got to hear this thing. 
That's what Paul said. Hey, you've got to be able to hear it before you can believe it. How are they going to call on him in whom they've not believed? How they believe on him in whom they've not heard? How are they going to hear without a preacher? Well, for, for your sake today, if you're here and you may not have ever given your life to Christ, today you have had the opportunity and right now you have the opportunity to hear from the heart. I'll never forget. I can take you to the place. I can get you within five square feet where I was standing the day that I realized I was lost and going to hell. I couldn't have been over eight or nine. But I'll never forget standing in Red Oak Baptist Church. Uh, I was on the right side about halfway down and the pastor was preaching and the invitation was given and something came over me and I knew I was lost. And I knew I needed Jesus in my heart. And with no one's Beckoning other than the Holy Spirit, I walked the aisle and I gave my life to Christ. Because for the joy of knowing that I could know Him. And today you can have that same opportunity. You just got to hear from the heart. In fact, that's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15. 1. I read it. He said, I preached it. You received it. In fact, did you know the end of the days, you know, we want as many people to be saved. But in fact, here's the good news about the bad days. How many, how many of you know we're living in some bad times? But here's the good news. If you go to Matthew 24, it says, and this gospel of the kingdom. That's what I'm talking about. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. The good news about all the bad news is the good news wins. Woo, somebody say Amen. I mean, some of us are fretting and foaming about the trauma going on in the world, and we should be concerned. It ought to make us pray and seek God. It ought to make us bind every demon, devil, in hell. And if you think this mess is not hitting America, you need to wake up today. It's all around us. Listen, America is no longer and never has been exempt from the attack of the enemy. We need to wake up and realize and need, we need to, we better hear some good news. Ooh, there's good news. Give me a name and say, oh, this is good news. It's a message from the heart. You've got to hear from the heart. Number two, you've got to believe the message from your heart. You've got to believe it. Now that word believe is not this kind of belief. It's this kind of belief. That's, in fact, the word believe means to trust in, rely upon, and cling to. Believe what? I trust in the message of the gospel. I trust that Jesus died for me on the cross and that he paid a price for me with his own blood. I trust in that. I trust in the fact that he rose again the third day so I could have new life. I believe that with all my heart. You can find healing in your heart. And right in concert and harmony with that is number three. You confess the message from your heart. For Romans 10, 9 says, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. In fact, Jesus said this truth, and you know this is true. It says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see, let's, let's just do this. If you're full of trouble, if you're full of anger, if you're full of malice in your heart, what's going to come out of your mouth? Anger and malice and trouble is true, right? You can't help it. You, it just comes out. You can't help it. But Jesus said, if you believe in your heart uh, and, and that God raised him from the dead, you hear it and you believe it, you will confess it. it means it will come out of your mouth. Why? Because it's in your heart. And you will be born again. 
because of the power of God's transforming power in your life. And he said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Today, there's some people here that I believe need to be saved. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to believe. I'm going to give you an opportunity to hear. I'm going to give you, in fact, you've already heard. I'm going to give you an opportunity to confess today on Resurrection Sunday. There are people in this room can be born into a new life in Christ. And that's good news. Just a few weeks ago, Slade on the front row gave his life to Christ. Many of you did as well on our evangelistic effort. But let me tell you something today. The gospel is still just as powerful today as it was yesterday. So the glorious good news of the gospel, it's a message of the heart. But let me give you a couple of thoughts and then I'm going to pray for you and pray with you today. Uh, Hey, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ is not only a message of the heart, but it's a message of hope. My definition of hope is not, well, I hope everything will be all right. I I hope everything will turn out. In fact, that's really not hope at all. That's just kind of, you know, rock, paper, scissors. Listen, when you ask Jesus into your life, listen to me. You have a hope in your heart. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, it's like an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Hope is, my biblical definition of hope is a confident expectation of good for the future. And what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 15, I believe 18, 19 in there? He said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we're among all men most miserable. But I'm telling you today, we've got hope not only for today, but we've got hope for tomorrow, and we've got hope for eternity. I have a confident expectation of good for my future. You see, our brothers and sisters in Carissa in that that morning when they woke up they had the hope of God in their heart but all of a sudden it became reality when they experienced the glorious eternity of Jesus Christ a confident expectation of good for our future it's a message of hope today there are people in this room you came here because you lost some hope you thought if I could just make it in here maybe I could find some hope and some reason for living listen there's people all over the world there's people all over Boma who are losing hope And they have no hope. In fact, Paul said this in Ephesians. He said this, we don't sorrow as those who have no hope. We have a hope in God. Amen. So the glorious good news is that it's not only a message of the heart, but it's a message of hope. And number three, it's a message of heaven. You see, there is an eternity. It's not over when this is over. In fact, did you know planet Earth is the shortest amount of time you'll ever live anywhere? Without Jesus Christ, we'll spend eternity without Him. That alone is hell. But if you give your life to Christ, if you believe the message of Easter, you see He's not still on the cross. And oh, by the way, this cross is filled with names of people who we've been praying for. Ever since the first of the year, we've been lifting people up who need Jesus. You know what? I don't know. Your name may be here. If so, that means somebody loved you so much that they brought you to the cross and prayed for you. But you know what the thing about the cross is? He's not here. He's risen from the dead. So you and I could have new life. And Jesus gathered his disciples around because he was drawing close to his death. And then his burial and his ultimate resurrection and then uh, ultimately his ascension into heaven. And he gathered his disciples together.
And he said these words to them. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't, don't get heart trouble. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. What did the gospel say? you got to believe. Not here, but here. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be what? Saved. He told his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Somebody say he's coming again. Oh, man, we've been looking at the end of days. You know what the last red in the Bible is? You know what the red is. It's the words of Jesus. The last red in Scripture is all the way over to the end. It's close to the last verse or two. It may be the second. It might be the last. I don't have time to look. Jesus said this, Behold, I'm coming quickly. He said, I'm going to come again. I go to prepare a place for you, and I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. What's he talking about? Eternity in heaven with Christ. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas said to him, who was, Thomas was doubting Thomas. He said, Lord, we do not know where you're going and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I'm telling you in the middle of all this bad news, I came on Easter Sunday to tell you, that Easter has some glorious good news. Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, is a message of the heart. It's a message of hope and it's a message of heaven. All of which all of us need to ponder and think about today. Today as we come to the close of this service and an opportunity for you I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. I'm going to ask our worship team to come and be with us for just a moment as we... Hey, listen, the opportunity to preach has been given. The opportunity to share the gospel has been made. And now the opportunity is for all of us, and especially you that are here today, to hear from the heart and to believe from the heart and to confess with your mouth from the heart, Jesus Christ is the Lord and the leader of your life. I'm going to ask us to stand together. And we're going to pray together in just a moment. I'm going to ask no one to leave. It's not even noon yet. I've got a few moments here just to allow me this opportunity. Let's don't miss this chance today. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. And I want to pray for you today. And I want to pray for those that may be here today that may never have given their life to you. Lord, I pray today that as we have shared the gospel, that you would... Touch our hearts. And you would begin to move upon us today. And you would begin to, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself today. And I pray today if there's some here who have been slow of heart, I pray, Lord, you would, you would break in and you would be the healer of that heart. Lord, if there's some here today who, Lord, have, have, have struggled with issues in their life, I pray, God, you would pierce their hearts today with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask you for a moment. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not Hey, what am I here to do? To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can hear from the heart and believe from the heart and confess with your mouth from the heart 
and be born again and be a part of the family of God and have hope not only in this life but hope for all eternity with every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here today and you can say pastor on the inside I know I've got issues in my heart of hearts I know that I'm not a Christian in my heart of hearts I know that if I died today I would not go to heaven and today pastor I want to know for sure that he lives inside of me that I have the life of Christ on the inside of me if that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed I want you right now don't procrastinate don't be hard hearted right now this is Easter Sunday this is a great opportunity for you to not not be looking around and thinking about other things but an opportunity to bow your head bow your heart and say Lord I believe so with every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here today and you can say Pastor that's me I need Jesus in my life I need what you said I've got heart trouble And today I need Jesus to heal my heart. If that's you, wherever you are, lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. God bless you, sir. Lift your hand and just say, that's me. Anyone else, just lift your hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, dear. Lift your hand wherever you are. People all over this room, I've got heart trouble. Anyone else, lift your hand. There's been five, six, or seven of you so far. Somebody else, your heart is beating out of your chest. Listen, that's Jesus knocking on the door of your heart, saying, I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. Someone else, lift your hand. This is your opportunity. For goodness sakes, it's Easter Sunday. What a great day to invite Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord, into your life. You can put your hands down. I want everybody to look up at me. Every head up, every eye open. Now, here's what's going to happen. You know, a big part of being born again is confessing with our mouth. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. Just a moment, we're going to sing a song about the heart and how God heals our heart. If you lifted your hand, here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to meet you right here. I want to meet you here in the altar. If you said, I just got heart trouble, and today I want to let Jesus into my heart to heal my heart. When we begin to sing this song, don't wait, don't procrastinate. For goodness sake, don't, 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 don't just sit there and be hard-hearted and not miss your moment. Listen. The problem with America is we're all trying to meet God on our terms. We come on His terms. He said, you got to come through the door, Jesus Christ. And so when we began to sing, if you lifted your hand, do this today for your for goodness sake, for heaven's sake, for your soul's sake. Get out of the aisle, wherever you are, lifting your hand and just, and just walk this way. I will meet you here and we will pray together and we will confess Him as Lord together. And the Bible says all of heaven will rejoice because of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ being received. Let's do that today. As we sing right now, let's lift up this song. And if you lifted your hand, come with me right now. Join me here in this song. God bless you. Come on. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. I saw hands. This is your chance. Come on. God bless you, dear. Come on. Who else? Come on. Come on. Let's begin to pray right now for those who need to come. There's others that need to come. I want my prayer team to come stand behind me. God bless you, dear. Come on. Come on. God bless you, dear. Come on. Lift your hands toward me today. Thank you, Jesus. There's others that need to come.
every year. And as we bow before the Lord, if you're here today and maybe you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, but you know you're not walking with Him, listen, there's five bold souls right here that just boldly lifted their hands and walked down to this front with tears in their eyes and honesty in their heart that said, I need Him. And if you're here today and you've, you, you just got away from Jesus with every eye open and every head up and you can say boldly to me, you know, preacher, that's right. I'm not walking with Jesus the way I need to. And I want to make a fresh commitment to Christ on Easter Sunday. I don't want to let another year go by of mediocrity. I want to give Him my life. Anybody else here? You say, I just, hey, I'm tired of being mediocre and I want to just make a fresh commitment to Christ. Anyone else? Just lift your hand and ask if you, if you lift your hand, come this way. Come this way, and we're about to pray. Let's sing it one more time, and then we're going to pray together. Lord Jesus, have your way in us, Lord, today. everyone to pray with us today what's going to happen here's what's happening people are being born again and all of heaven rejoices the bible says all of heaven rejoices. here's the cool part you know the cool part when you become a christian the bible says if any man be in christ he is a new creation old things are passed away behold all things become new. Whether this is your first time to ever walk an aisle and give your life to Christ or whether you're here making a fresh dedication of your life to Christ, guess what? Today's a new day. Everybody say, thank God today's a new day. I want everyone to lift your hands towards these that are here. We're going to pray for them and I want us all to pray out loud. And you that came into this altar today, I want you to pray out loud from the heart. You see, you're going to confess with your mouth from the heart Jesus Christ as the Lord and the leader of your life. And I want you to pray out loud with your mouth to God. And as we all pray together, I want us all to say this today. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying for me on a cross, paying for my sin with your blood. I believe that you did that for me today. And Lord, I believe that you were buried in a borrowed tomb. 
And three days later, you rose again. Victorious over death. Victorious over hell and the grave. I believe that with all my heart today. Today, I invite you into my heart to forgive me and cleanse me of my sin and wash me white as snow. And today, I confess you as the Lord of my life and the leader of my life. And from this day forward, I will endeavor to always serve you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that today I am now your child. And today I'm a part of the family of God. And today I'm on my way to heaven because of what you've done for me. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. I think we ought to give the Lord a great big praise. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. God bless you, man. God bless you, dear. Come on, y'all are patty cake and God bless you, dear. God bless you with your name, brother. God bless you, man.